back when like Game of Thrones was like the biggest deal and I too was obsessed with it, like Conlon. Um, when I was at work for like, you know, a very long shift and just like frying fries and bull, boring bullshit like that, I would, <laughs> I would take Game of Thrones characters and Im- imagine if there was like a Westeros 11, like where they would play. <laughs> Like I was like, so Bobby, he's like oh, big, man. big Bobby B. He's obviously like, he's obviously like a fucking. Uh, he's, I was thinking, I was like, he's aggressive. He's big. He's like your center forward. He's oh. like your fucking uh, Diego Cost. <laughs> Bobby B up top, rampaging around. I do not um, hate this. Yeah, you center back. I was like, oh, I put this on Reddit too. <laughs> <laughs> and the best. Yeah, we got to find the post. You can like look for like analogs, right? Like you can be like Barristan Selmy. Well, he's like Apollo Mal- Maldini type, isn't he? Yeah, right? he's Paolo Maldini. He protects. So, he's a protector. The greatest yeah. at all costs. But, but also, he's old. <laughs> I love it. He's sworn. He's loyal. He's only ever been at AC Milan. I mean, in. It, the the seven what do they fucking called again this is how, oh like, i was the king's so guard. obsessed the king's guard, i used it? to know the fucking all the king's yeah, guard names yeah I man i remember like, i remember one day when when i was living with you you were like yeah. you were like nick man ask me who the the kings of westeros were oh yeah are yeah. like at all of them and i was like i used to okay I had, and i was like adrian the conqueror yeah i was like adrian who are all the king of kings of westeros in chronological order and you just rattled them off off the top of your head holding like a beer or something no thought no like no papers no life fucking... behind my eyes no yeah, hopes just, for just... the future and you were so like hyped about it too you're like yeah let's yeah, go that was, <laughs> that was pumped uh but so barrison salmi's paolo maldini someone on reddit was like corn half hands a winger but he like famously one-footed <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's, that's very good. Aryan Robin. I was like, uh, Tywin, Tywin probably plays like center, center defensive mid. He's like a midfield general. He's like yeah. Busquets or something. But, but with more of a mean streak. I that's smart. I, I like Tywin's, that. Tywin's my Sergio Ramos. Yeah, actually, that's that's good. That's better. Tywin is Sergio, Sergio Ramos. Ramos. Like, so is obviously he's physically capable. Well, probably not anymore. Uh, but like, it's just the intimidation factor that you don't even want to yeah. go into his era area. Yeah, you really want um, to stay away from it. What about what about Rob Stark? Is he like your number ten? Your kind of messy type. I think he's he's like a number eight. He's like box to box, like a Conte. Kind of making no, sure everything. No, I don't. Pogba think he's got, doesn't have that energy. Yeah, he's like Pogba, but like not as flashy. Right, like a more a more resolute, determined Pogba. Yeah, yeah. less less trickery and skill, more direct. Who has a very surprising, unexpected transfer away from your club and, and into obscurity. <laughs> he's like Roy Keane, but like less aggressive. He's like, <laughs> but he's like that mold. <laughs> just just your do it all player. Yeah, he makes yeah. he makes the run. It's just five yards. Make the <laughs> run. Do it for the club. That's, that's not a good tackle. That's his job. <laughs> Open wide for some soccer. 
just just can we just say that we're opening soccer group chat this week with this conversation so who's adrian's westeros wingbacks the westeros wingbacks i love that can well, that why, be the name of the team i don't know why i'm gonna play with wingbacks necessarily or i mean i what mean like fullbacks yeah yeah formation? what would your formation be oh fuck i don't know it depends on the players right i mean it's such an old old uh era it's you're playing four four fucking two okay yeah you play four four fucking two. <laughs> yeah okay four so, four fucking two i mean yeah yeah that's what i would let's be a fucking mean ass team with tywin ramos at the back <laughs> um i'm gonna pair him i was gonna pair him with stannis but then i was like but they wouldn't I, there wouldn't be good chemistry there that's true yeah i feel like be... they would get under each other's skin yeah, yeah. Is heartbroken of... that he's missing this by the way <laughs> yeah let me can i can i tell you my fucking my deep cut substitute on the bench yeah 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 you could be yeah you can go you could start I, with the bench i don't remember the... his fucking name uh but this this is like deep cut you know he's not even he's maybe in the show but i don't think he's named in the show he's the kid that w- wins the archery contest at the tournament of the hand at the beginning and then he joins the brotherhood without banners it's a deep cut <laughs> So he's his name begins with like A or something. But anyway, he wins he wins the archery contest and then he joins the Brotherhood without banners after he's like pissed away his like ten thousand gold or whatever he won. Anyway, he's Lauren Robert because <laughs> so, he could just fucking laser it in, you know. All right, laser like an arrow, you know. Okay, so so for your Westeros eleven so far, we have Tywin at the back. We have. Are you putting Barristan Maldini in it? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put and and they work together because Tywin, Tywin was handed the king for, for Ares for like many many years for like two decades. So he has a rapport with, with, uh, uh, with a, uh, Bermendi, Bal- Adrian. Bardini. Does does the mountain make your team as a target man or as a keeper? Because uh, he is surprisingly I was gonna ask fast about for his size. Yeah, that's a good point. He's surprisingly fast. He's he's um. See, the thing about that is he's going to get caught out. He's too aggressive. So okay, but then do you? So if you have the mountain, you can't have the hound, and if you have, you can't have both, right? So you got to pick your poison because that would there. I feel like there would be some in there'd be some infighting in that club. There'd be a little drama in the side if you had both of them. You can never have harmony in the locker room. Fuck! If we get into this level of detail, this won't be an intro. This will be a, like a bonus. No, no, episode. this is this is this is going to be the first part of the episode. I've this started the, the clock. I've started the clock. The show. We we'll are doing to... Game of Thrones, and we are doing predictions, and we might address Lampard at some point. But I am too interested. I'm too. I have a vested interest in this eleven. Okay, so let's let's work on this together then. Like, okay, we'll do it together. It's not my team. Let's build no, a team together. Yeah, it's ours. it's ours. Okay, so I think we're agreeing. Tom- Tywin Ramos is at is center back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, as well as Barristan Maldini, right? We're going to pair yes. with Barristan Maldini. And we have we have your your archery if, guy whose name we don't know on the bench. I will add him to the substitutes uh, folder on my my notes here. You can just put like a question mark Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at this tomorrow and not understand. A question mark Robert? What the heck? What was I doing last night? <laughs> so I just want to throw something out there. Because we're playing an old school four four two, Tywin at the back, commanding the back line. He's got Barristan to his right. Mm-hmm. And to his left, you wonder, you know, does is Tywin the kind of guy that wants an wants a super attacking fullback? Probably not in a four four two. Um so who could cover there? For me, it's a super underrated guy, Loris Tyrell. 
not only is he very well respected by Tywin Lannister as a warrior, but he's obviously disciplined. Mm. He he he's one of the best warriors in the realm. Not that the show would really not if you watch the show, you'd know that. <laughs> you would not, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily know. <laughs> I think I think he's Tywin's, I think he's the fullback on Tywin's side. What do you think? Um I like your reasoning there. I think it's good. Um, I wonder if we're wasting some attacking talent there. I mean, he's still young, so he's he's disciplined, but you know, maybe he's uh, he's gonna lose some. But here, if if we stick if we stick Loris on the left, I say we give him a bit more license to roam, and on right we put someone who works hard, who's always gonna do his job, who is dogged in serving the team, Sir Davos Seaworth. That guy Ooh. is going to, if you need him to plug in, sort of have a pseudo back three, he's your man. If you need him to get forward, he's going to do it. Gritty, I feel like this is a very... Technically talented. Yeah. This but is he's a, a very, workhorse. He's an engine. This is a very is, adaptable lineup right now. With this, we got a he, very adaptable, you know, you could play you could play this back line against any any side, any other side. He is 100% Gary Neville. <laughs> he is just a Gary Neville. <laughs> we got our back line. If we can all agree on this backline, we got Sir Loras, we got Tywin, we got Barristan Selmy, and we got Davos Seaworth at right back. And uh, I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing, I feel like you have to have someone. Now, if we go into the midfield here, if we go to the wingers, I feel like I kind of, I kind of agree with Adrian's kind of saying about Sir Loras, you're leaving a bit of uh, attacking talent, you know, you could, because he could move up. He could move up. He's, as we've seen, as we know, he's a very, uh, you know, skilled, uh, skilled swordsman. And uh, yeah, like Hope said, one of the finest warriors in the realm. So you could, you know, I feel like you could definitely use him, you know, to kind of meander up the wings and uh, support the attack. He sounds like the perfect Loras, Loras, Roberto Carlos Tyrell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've got a proposal then for his uh, his winger. Okay. Yeah. So um, the obvious answer, because we want someone with good chemistry, because if we're letting Loris like do some more attacking, we want someone for him to work with. Um, so the I think the obvious answer here is Renly, but I'm going to pitch someone else first. So Renly, you know, he's big, he's strong. If we're doing books, if if we're doing show, then he's less big and less strong. Um, but my my proposal for left winger to work with Loris is Marjorie Tyrell. She's okay. subtle. They work well together. Yeah. They're very in tune as a team. I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with the sentiment because they have this they have this chemistry and they're so you know you want cohesion in your team. You want guys who will uh, and girls whoever that will fight for one another on the pitch and off it and with yeah. them and with that combination that's what you have. Yeah, See, and a, a bit of youth too. <laughs> Taiwan will keep them both in line. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think Loris and Marjorie super super underrated. I don't think many clubs would see that coming. Um, but that's that's the mental partnership. In when you're playing four four two, there's so much physical demand on your 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 winger and your fullback. They they almost depend on each other, and if they can't go at the same rate. Marjorie's not the warrior that Loras Tyrell is. And you already said Renly Baratheon. And there's already a history of significant overlap between the two players. <laughs> that, uh, you know, maybe Renly's not the warrior that Loras is, but he's he's likely been trained and 
um, in the Baratheon family. Uh, he, he is a warrior in his own degree and, and physically they know each other inside and out. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. I think one of, I think it's a great pairing on the left, either of them and whichever one you choose, the other is a super sub. Yeah, I think that's true. I think, uh, I think we can put a little slash there and, and maybe just say like Marjorie or, or Renly because Sir Loris is the lock. Let's skip over to the other wing. How about that? Yeah, I was going to say, if you're, if we're going with this, um, if we're going with this logic, uh, our, you know, our, our chemistry over raw talent, if we're going with that sort of angle to build our club, to build our 11, then for me, logic states that with Davos, you have to either, you have to have Stannis on the right side. Does that make sense? I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, the red woman, I'm forgetting her name right now, but that, that Melisandre. would be the opposite. Melisandre. Yeah. I don't think you that could have Melisandre like on that side, but from yeah, that is, <laughs> the, yeah, that's, <laughs> that I mean, sounds like something you'd want to avoid. I think the issue there with Stannis is, uh, I like Stannis. He's, he's a character I really like. Uh, he's not creative. <laughs> he's not a creative player. He's, he's a get the job done. I think if he's anything, he's like a CDM. He is like, he's going to sit. He's going to yeah. break up play. He's going to always, what's, what's his main thing. He does his duty. He gets back on defense. What's his job? So, okay. So then, so then are we slotting Stannis in at CDM then where he's going to play, he's going to play the Gattuso kind of role where he's just going to be a bastard uh, in, in a bast the bastard in the back. Is that is is that what he's gonna be? Um, I mean, yeah, we we could do that. We could do that. I don't know though. Like as playing a four four two, I I don't know. Do you think he has the atta- the attacking chops? I mean, I, he, he couldn't take King's Landing. I do not, and <laughs> I just <laughs> I think if you have Sir Davos on the right, um, you need someone more attacking than Stannis. Stannis is very direct, um, but he I, I think he's past his prime. Uh, and I think you want someone in front of Sir Davos that's a real wild card. Mm. Um, and he doesn't get much shine because he wasn't um, he wasn't featured past season one. But Cal Drogo is a true two-way threat on the wings. Size, power, shocking speed. And an all-out attacking force. Sir Davos is going to sit back. The man barely has fingers. Who knows how many toes he has. But he's there for his duty. And Cal Drogo can make up for what Barristan, or sorry, for what Sir Davos is missing. All on his own. Okay, I'm, I'm liking this. Because I feel like almost, like, I think we might have some, like, disciplinary issues with, with the call. Um, because he's... He's just like super aggressive, which is great. He also, he doesn't wear armor. So I think we can say that he, you know, maybe he doesn't have defense. Uh, and that cost him, you know, when uh, he, he died of a small cut. Um, but, but I like that. I feel like he's like a young Ronaldo, like kind of just like barreling down the wing. A physical force doesn't quite have the, uh, the mental game yet. Yeah, not quite, not, not, fish, but... I mean, it's there. You could see it. 
And you want someone, yeah, you want someone who's just going to, who's just going to get the job done regardless of, you know, any obstacles uh, that are in front of them. Sorry there. I actually now with, with the call on the wing there, now I'm kind of coming more to appreciate the possibility of Stannis in CDM because he's going to have to work to cover the wing with Davos. So I, I can see a bit more like cooperation there. And you could, you could, you know, they could play a diamond. You could play a diamond, right? You could, That's you could true. have Stannis kind of sitting back a little more. And then uh, whoever we decide will be our other center mid uh, can be someone who pushes, who maybe pushes forward a little more, supports uh, the strikers uh, who we also don't know. So this is where you guys, Adrian, uh, you're, you know, making all the the transfer decisions here. You are the, the director of football as it were, and uh, you have say over the 11. I think we can say, well, if we move into a diamond, then, then yeah, then we need a bit more work from our wingers. Um, Wait, but, so are we, if, are we counting out Cal Drogo from the wing? Is he not the winger that we want? No, I think, no, he, I think he we is, have yeah. Cal, Cal okay. Drogo. But yeah, I think I think we talked to her. It's not, I don't think we even need to set up in a 4-4-2 four, 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 diamond, uh, but we can sort of have the understanding that Stannis is going to hold back and cover, do his duty. And then the attacking, the other, his midfield partner is going to have more license to go forward. And mm-hmm. so that, that midfielder, uh, that's a partner with Stannis. He not only needs uh, discipline, to, to stand beside Stannis, but he also needs creativity to make up for where Stannis is lacking. Who is that guy or girl? Is it possibly... We're going to cut this because I forgot her fucking name. <laughs> no, we're not. Let's just go. It's okay. The, the, show, the show aired, what was it? Last season was 2018, 2019, because it was the same year the Raptors made the run. It seems like it was like 20 years ago. It okay. seems like we're doing like a Seinfeld 11 or like a MASH 11 or some (laughs) old show an all in the family 11 well hawkeye's got to be in the team because he's the only character i know by name (laughs) okay so sorry yeah that's who i was thinking of who who personifies duty better than stannis but has the physical capacity to make up for where he's lacking but brienne of tarth one of the finest warriors in the realm a shocking selection because it's mostly a team of men well, I think I think when you look at Brienne's stats, you know a lot of people might doubt this this choosing of her in this creative role, uh, but she's much more of a threat than you would think. Uh, I think the thing about Brienne is now we're going to get into some deep cut shit, but like when she was training as a swords person, <laughs> um, you know that her her the the master at arms was like at the castle in Tarth was like people are going to want to come at you because you're a woman. They're going to like be aggressive on you. Just absorb it. Just take it in, let them tire themselves out, and then you hit them on the counter. So I think that's the thing about Brienne, why we have her in there. Not only is she like physical, um, she's like an aerial presence. Uh, She's going to be excellent on the transition. Okay. I love this. And I just thought of, I just thought of a perfect strike partner. Uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, Adrian, but so if, if we're going, if we have, so, so just an update on our squad at left back, we have Loris. Center back, we have Tywin uh, alongside Sir Barristan for a formidable uh, defensive duo. On the right, we have Sir Davos. Uh, supporting him on the right up ahead is called Drogo. On the left, we have Marjorie. And in the middle, uh, in a little diamond uh, formation, uh, we have uh, Brienne of Tarth as our center attacking mid and Stannis as our center defensive mid. So my thoughts then on our strike partnership 
are two warriors, uh, two uh, attacking threats who are very different in style, who are very different stylistically, who complement each other well. Uh, we have none other than the Hound and Arya. Tell me what you think about that strike partnership. Because I think I think for my ideal 4-4-2 side, you know, you have the, the Hound who's a threat off set pieces. You have Arya who's, you know, darting into those oh. spaces, making the runs, you know, get going to the corner, uh, bringing everybody up. And then you have the Hound who's a perfect, you know, your Andy Carroll. Uh, you have him as the hold-up play. And uh, he, he can, you know, finish... Uh, off the crosses uh, as the bigger body. So uh, interested to know what you guys think about that. It's a great, it, it is the TV odd couple of the game of Game of Thrones. But I don't see the partnership that you see. I think they're both selfish to a fault. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that they're the partnership that we, we think they might be. I don't know. I think they're both great individual players who offer a lot to this club. Um. But I, I don't know. I just don't see it as a partnership. I don't know. What do you think, Adrian? I don't have a, I don't have a replacement because uh, obviously they're fantastic. So here, here are my thoughts. Now, I was, I was wondering what you were going to say, Nick, and I didn't hear all of it because of connection problems. But I have a feeling that this is similar about Aria. I think Aria I really like is a choice because when we talked about having Brienne in the, in the middle, maybe taking on some more attacking responsibility there, I think... She is almost be like a Marilyn Fellaini, like at Everton, like like a shadow striker, like being able to come in the box late, do some headers, that kind of thing. So again, Fellaini when he was good. I think because of that, if we're going to have her pushing up in that sort of direct, like power-based game, um, then I'd like to see um, a forward who can drop, drop a bit, be creative, hold the ball in a more creative style. And if we know something about Arya, she's got excellent footwork. That's what all about what Pervosi water dancing is. She knows how to move the ball. She's great on the floor. And I think we're lacking that a little bit in the team. So she'll bring that, that sort of subtlety and creative spark that way. I think that's excellent. The Hound, what does he love? Killing people. He fucking loves killing people. Uh, in soccer, I think that translates to scoring goals. So he, yeah, I think he's like the, he's super selfish. He just wants to score goals. That's all he is. Uh, do we need a bit more... I don't know. Like I'm open to other suggestions. Um, I think, I think we've got to find a place for Jamie in the team. Cause Jamie, I think again, is just, he's just super skilled. He's just very, very talented. Um, but where, where in the timeline yeah, of absolutely. Jamie's limbs are we talking here with the, with the lack of hand be a non-issue? I mean, with with, oh, with with the metal hand be a benefit to him. I think bench. with with the emergence of VAR as a tool that uh, teams are using to uh, you know as as an advantage, and, and with the rules the way they are, I think someone lacking a hand uh, is more beneficial because of the you know of the amount of close <laughs> of potential penalties that the squad might you know uh, you know what I'm saying without me having to say it. <laughs> yeah so okay I'm, I'm okay discounting jamie on those grounds um but i think i think having him in the team handless is a, a bonus well maybe we put him on the bench we we bring him to the tournament injured i agree that i i agree that um you know someone of his attacking of his attacking expertise you can't leave you can't leave him out of the squad 
But my question is, uh, Adrian, if you can refresh my memory, does he, how good does he get in the show and in the books mm-hmm. with his left hand eventually? Because I remember uh, he was trying to learn. Um, Braun was trying to teach him. Someone we left out of the squad too. I mean, which in, I just realized is a bit devastating. In in the books, it's it's ill and pain, um, yes. and he gets. Uh, I think he gets to to like basic competence, but obviously, like, like will never be as good. Like, I mean, he's like, yeah, he wouldn't be as good. He's like messy level swordsman. <laughs> Honestly, like some things I can't say because my girlfriend's in the next room, and and I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> You're living all of our lives from like five years ago. <laughs> Just no spoilers. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe we still need someone like, yeah, I mean, Jamie, if Jamie is the messy, but we have to bring him to the tournament injured, uh, we still need someone to partner with Aria, who's, you know, maybe not as creative her, as her, but direct and finishes well and is, is still a leader of the line at the front. And who better than Jon Snow, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch? That is a great point. Uh, that is a great yeah, point, Hope. Yeah, I, uh, I I really like that. We're sacrificing how do we facing f- a how do we forget Jon Snow? I I mean he's young. Then we have a very young partnership. We're sacrificing a bit of hype, but I, I think we have that throughout the team. Uh and we, we got the players we don't have to play. We don't have to lump it up. Great chemistry with Arya. So just to recap the squad. Just we don't, to reca- we don't have a keeper yet though. Oh right, right, right. How could I forget? How could I forget? the uh one of the one of the most important i i would have liked to see loris as keeper only for the name similarity to go with hugo larice uh so that was that would be a good connection uh sir larice uh b- between the um the pipes but i understand his position as left back is is pretty well set in stone and it takes a while on fifa to uh, convert your players to different positions of career mode so we're going to go off that um so we're going to keep Loris left back, left back Loris. Uh, so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on a keeper? I feel like someone defensive, someone agile, uh, someone who's commanding. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think of someone right now, but Adrian is our Game of Thrones expert. So uh, uh, over to you, sir. Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's a long-term replacement. We had um, we had our backup keeper, Walder Frey, because uh, he, <laughs> you know, he won't let anyone pass. <laughs> Brilliant. But he's just not he's just not there for the team though. We need someone who's there for the team who will come out of the box and he won't leave. Uh we need a modern keeper, not a, a 90-year-old pervert. <laughs> maybe maybe um, I can throw someone in there. Mm-hmm. Um just before well, I'm sure you've got one on your mind. But if we're still talking about a stopper and a commander in the box who's who's not afraid to stay on his line or also come out and support. Uh, when he needs to, maybe physically there's a disadvantage through the five hole because there's some inches mission missing. But I think Grey Worm is is a steadfast keeper who 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 knows his defensive positioning and can command the people hit, hit the back line in front of him. The same, but do you think maybe there might be some issues there with language? You're a goalkeeper, just get in front of the fucking ball. <laughs> Tell that's Keppa. Oh, he gets in front of the ball. The problem is he doesn't know where he's putting it after. Okay, so so the same. What do you think, Adrian? Yeah, the same could be said too for uh, Lord Varys. Uh, make his I like case. that. Yeah, and I think I think we need Varys on the touchline. I think he's going to be our. I think he's got to be like one of our coaches. He's high up in the stands. 
looking at what's going on. No, he's like the guy that Bielsa sent to spy on on Darby. <laughs> <laughs> or no, he's the guy who who picked the guy who who got sent. Um, yeah, I like I like Grey Worm. I think that's good. Um, my outside of the box, quite literally, choice here. He might get chipped, but like he's he's going to be because he's a roamer. He travels. You know, he goes he goes a distance. Uh, this is specifically the book one, <laughs> the book version of this character. Uh, and because he's in the book, it, he might be a little disadvantaged in Keeper because he only has one eye. Uh, but it is the crow's eye. You're on Greyjoy. He's that dude is scary. You know, you he's someone you don't want to be one on one with. But he's also gonna, like you know, the Colombian keeper that did that scorpion kick. Uh, I think that's what your on would be like. I've also I've also got a pick for manager, Brendan Rivers, otherwise known as uh, something I don't want to say because my girlfriend is in the next room, but um, <laughs> but he he knows everything. If if. If I can just like, I obviously think that's an amazing choice. <laughs> um, and I can't, I just want to throw this out there because I couldn't think of a manager as good as that. But if he has an assistant manager, there is no greater assistant in Westeros or, or beyond uh, the sea than Masande. I mean, she speaks every language. Sure, she might be a bit young, but shockingly intelligent for her age has been around the world, isn't intimidated by anything. And we got to add some uh, more more of the female compliment uh, to this this team. That's true. Uh, Nagelsmann-esque. So just to recap our squad, uh, between the pipes, in net, we have Grey Worm. In front of him, our back four. We have a ba- brilliant back four, an intimidating back four, consisting of Sir Loris as left back, Sir Davos, as right back and then at center back we have tywin lannister and barristan selmy an intimidating duo as i ever seen uh in the midfield we have stannis as center defensive mid on the wings we have marjorie tyrell and Khal drogo uh, our other center mid we have brienne of tarth and then up top we have the formidable attacking strike partnership of Arya stark and john snow uh and then patrolling the sidelines uh kind of is Brendan Rivers or better known as the Three-Eyed Raven. So that was our Game of Thrones 11, our Westeros 11. If you have uh, any other suggestions, if you think we our team is terrible, if you think our think our team is amazing, if you think you could do a better job, uh then, you know, hit us up on uh Twitter uh or on Instagram or in the comments of our episode on Spotify or Apple Music and uh, have your say. Uh, So coming up, we're going to do our random predictions. So stick around. So we're back into our random predictions. Hope this was your best week by far. And Nick, this was also your best week, this previous week that we went through. Let's go. Nick, you got uh, five five correct results. And Hope, you got three correct results, but two of them were perfect. So you've pretty much won, even though we're recording before the Palace West Ham game. Now, we do have to address that some of these games didn't happen. 
the Northern Ireland game, Glenovan versus Glentoran didn't happen because I don't know why. Apparently it just wasn't actually scheduled. I don't know why I did that. And even worse, guys, the Carling Cup final is until April. Why the, Why did I think <laughs> it was this weekend? And why didn't you call me out on it? <laughs> we're not allowed we to do podcast. Man, we're not allowed to do research on it. We're not yeah, allowed. I'm blaming we're not allowed to dig into these mistakes. Like we are not allowed to. So that's the yeah. host's fault. That is all the I'm, host and producer's fault, which whoa, in this case is I'm not allowed to either. So, but I did a little bit more this time. I've been trying to do like some sort of theme. Uh, so the theme for this week is uh, games that are actually happening. That's what I hope <laughs> the theme is. So let's jump into Great it. Theme. First, we're going to do the Kuwaiti. No, not Kuwaiti. There wasn't any games in Kuwait. There is in the United Arab Emirates, the Arabian Gulf League, Shabab Al-Ali and Kalba. Hope, what's the score? Uh, Al-Ali is actually in FIFA. Kalba oh. probably is too. I think Al-Ali is in FIFA. Um, I'm giving it to Al-Ali because I think Sebastian Giovinco was on that team. Al-Ali is winning 3-0. Uh, in, this, in this match that I am dubbing the game that is actually happening, Darby, I am going with Kalba, and they are going to win 2-0. Uh, and I'm going to put this as a, a more modest win for Al-Ali at 2-0. So, Vietnam, Haiphong versus Hanoi. Nick, you start this time. I'm going to go with Hanoi. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that is a city that you can that you can be in. I think Civ, you can be the Vietnamese, and Hanoi is the starting city. And uh, I don't know. I just thought of that, and that is my reasoning for a one nil win. I could be wrong. Someone will tell me. No one will tell me. Who am I kidding? Why am I still talking? Hope I stop this man. Give us your uh, prediction. For me, it's going to be a nil-nil, uh, but I just want to give recognition to Hai Fong because you can't have a Hai Fong without a goodbye Fong. Why is he still talking? I think you're right about a draw, <laughs> but I think I think it's going to be two two goals shared evenly, one each. Now to Romania league, the first league in Romania, Sepsi versus Voluntari. Hope. Uh, I'll praise uh, Sepsico and their delicious, delicious coughed drink. Sepsi is winning. Uh, one, two, no. Wait, were you making a joke? Or is Sepsi actually a company that makes drinks? I wish we had a Sepsi sponsorship. You know, Sepsi is everywhere. They're their big competitor for uh, Rocarola here in North America. Um, and hopefully one day we can get these real sponsors for our show. All right. Well, uh, just to be contrarian, I'm going with MC Voluntari. Uh, they will put themselves forward uh, to win and win they will. 1-0. 1-0. Uh, I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, for Sepsi. Next, Poland, the the old uh, Baltic coast uh Lekia Gdansk, who actually, I forgot, I picked them and I, I started a file with them on FIFA. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm sorry, I did some accidental research here. Um, so Gdansk versus uh, Jagiolonia. Uh, so Gdansk versus Jagielka, we'll say, because I can't pronounce their actual name. 
mean, that was my joke. You've already stolen it, but I'm going with Phil Jagielka's namesake. Uh, one nil. I'm going to go with Adrian's FIFA career mode team. I have a feeling I know exactly how his career mode played out, uh, which is that he, he built through his youth academy, um, found a couple of players from the second division in Spain also who, uh, who ended up being good despite them not being good in real life and eventually won the Champions League with a whole bunch of made-up players. So I'm going to use that history to buoy my prediction of a 3-1 Legia Gdansk win. I'm going to say that uh, Flavio is going to score for Gdansk because <laughs> he's pretty good. He's a Portuguese guy. He's like 35. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, but I think the other team's going to get two goals because I'm playing on legendary. It's pretty hard. Uh, I, I'm going to show some bias. Uh, my favorite team so far, the Sunshine Stars in the Nigerian Premier League, are playing Enugu Rangers. Uh, Nick, who do you think is going to win this one? Or tie? Who do you think is going to tie or win? These teams oh, are man. definitely playing. That's the theme. This is the themes of, of another game that's actually happening, Darby. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Sunshine Stars. Uh, it's the middle of winter here in uh, Toronto, Canada. And uh, although the days are getting longer as we drift away from winter solstice, uh, we could all use some sunshine in our lives. That is why Sunshine Stars are taking this one. 4 nil. Wow, big, big result. Hope, are you going to take that? You're going to just let him make that prediction? Absolutely not. Sunshine stars, they sound so promising, uh, but they're full of hope and no real quality. Meanwhile, the mighty Morph and Anugu Rangers know how to come together as a club and put down their opposition. The, the, the mighty Morph and Anugu Rangers are going to win uh, 4-0. <laughs> Just so all the people know, Hope's uh, eyes are distinctly looking at a monitor that is behind his camera. Uh, so... I think he's doing some research, which probably explains uh, the fact that he had the best week out of all of us last week. Anyway, since I'm talking too much, Adrian, go ahead on the uh, next prediction. So you say 4-0. Hope he says 0-4. Uh, I'm going to say 4-4. Moving <laughs> to the Ethiopian Premier League, we've got Hawasa playing Adama City. Hope, why don't you start us off this time? <laughs> uh, sorry, Hawasa versus Adama City. Um uh, Adama Traore City. I assume that was newly founded and it's located on his left bicep. Um, so Adama City is winning 2 1. Oh, man. That is incredible logic. And I'm, uh, wow. That's great. I'm great. I, I'm just going to go with, uh, Let's say Adama Traore City, but I'll pick a different score, and that score will be 3 1. I'm going to say 1 0 to Hawasa. Okay, Cayman Islands. It's Latinos versus Georgetown Sports Club. They're not just soccer players, they play sports. All sports. Where, Nick. Where, where is this taking place? The Cayman Islands. Ooh. Sounds like sounds like a victory is coming for the Georgetown Sports Club. I think that their their versatility is key in this game. And uh, they're going to use that versatility en route to a 1-0 win 
uh, they're going to clamp it down on defense, I think. Yeah, yeah. Even though this isn't the Cayman Islands, uh, I can't rightly back an NCAA college soccer team, the Georgetown Hoyas, against the entire population of those colonized by those of Roman descent. I think we already know Latinos are going to beat the Hoyas handedly 3 0. Ooh, big score. Uh, yeah, just to point out that it's not Georgetown, like one word, it's George Town. That changes things. That well, you've already made your prediction. Uh, I'm going to say it's 2-0. No, they, I don't think these guys are very professional, so I'm going to say 2-1. I don't think they're going to keep a clean sheet. Now, we may have already talked about this, but but guys, uh, Hope, have you played Super Mario Strikers? Nick said he loved it. On GameCube? Yeah. Yeah, I played the shit out of Super Mario Strikers. Yeah, this this is maybe the best football game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I was I was actually talking about that with my friends the other day. Because there's a game on PS4 that's basically an anime version of Super Mario Strikers. It's anime FIFA. I forget what it's called. I was going to buy it. Subasa. Ca- yes, Super Captain Subasa. Strikers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. We, Guys, I need to play this. That sounds I think, so fun. I think we should all get it. But the only thing is, is that it's like $45 right now. So maybe we should wait because we, we don't make it unless people want to crowdfund our uh, purchase of this game. But uh, I think we should, we should eventually play it because uh, it's going to be great. Well, but eventually anyway. we're going to have so much content. We're going to need to start a Twitch channel anyway. So, okay. So for, if you're listening, you've never played Super Mario Strikers, you should go find a GameCube and play. It's so fun. You get to like slam into each other uh, and like attack each other for tackling. Very, very fun game. You pick a main character. So we have Yoshi versus Mario. And then you have three other little guys who are kind of anonymous. So Yoshi has Birdo. So three identical Birdos. And Mario has hammer bros. So like Koopas with little helmets. Um, this is on a YouTube channel that has 35. Oh, this video I think has 35, 34,000 views, uh, which is 9,000 more than uh, the capacity for Selhurst Park. Uh, just saying. Uh, so who do you think? Yoshi or, or Mario? Um, Hope. Oh, man. Uh, I've played my fair share of Super Mario sports games. <laughs> um, and, and you always know that Mario is a generalist. He's good everywhere on the pitch. Um, but if, if I'm correct, Yoshi is an absolute speedster in the game. And with Birdo support, he has range and he has range and he has distance shooting. Uh, whereas the Hammer Bros are, are, are hard uh stocky defensive players for for mario that that will have no effect on on birdo firing from range they're not going to be in for dirty tackles so i think birdo takes this match uh a high scoring match uh five three yeah man i i have great memories super mario strikers uh i i remember going to my friend's cottage and you know be the nicest winter day outside there was a ski hill down the street but we would just stay inside and play Super Mario Strikers all day, which uh, might be, it was foreshadowing to the fact that uh, we're all slightly uh, overweight and out of shape, uh, but that is me stalling. Uh, I have great memories playing that. I love Waluigi. Waluigi was always my go-to uh, because when he would celebrate, uh, when he would score, he had the funniest celebration where he would do like the gesture towards his uh, pelvic area accompanied by a thrust. And it was always funny. It was always a nice gloat when you would score on your buddies. Uh, but since he's not taking part in this game, uh, I'm going to have to go with Yoshi 
And from what my memories of the game, they were always very, very high scoring. So I'm going to take Yoshi in a thriller uh, and we're going to go 13-12 for Yoshi's squad. Uh, I was a much different player than you would have played against. No one would ever score 12 or 13 goals on me, Nick. I was so aggressive and so negative. It was just a brawl when I used to play. <laughs> I was like the Sam Allardyce mixed with Lennox Lewis, like just pump it up and slap your opponent in the face. So anyway, also hope it did. They, did they actually have stats? I thought they were just like totally interchangeable and then superficial differences. I don't think they had real stats. Like they had like shooting out of five stars, speed out of five stars, um, whatever. Like they weren't like, they weren't vastly different from each other, but I'm pretty sure that they did have like real ish stats. That's absolute news to me because um, it's just okay. like, I'm going to pick just like Mario Kart, you know, but football, right. Right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Yoshi here on a four, two. And hopefully everyone else knows what super Mario strikers is, or hopefully they don't. And they just see our, our scores. Let's move on to the premier league. Uh, we have Arsenal versus man United. Uh, so what do we think about this game, Nick? I think, so I really like, Man, I Man United always consistently surprises me lately. Uh, I'm still kind of shocked they beat Liverpool in that FA Cup match after I think we were all pretty high on Liverpool. Uh, I also really like that Arsenal signed Martin Odegaard, who seems he's one of those guys who has been around forever and yet he's still like 22. I feel like I was I heard his name when I was in high school, but that was like 10 years ago and he was like eight at the time. Uh, <laughs> So that was probably not true, but good signing. Um, haven't watched much of them this year. Watch a lot of Man U. And Man U is just on fire, and uh, they're one of the more unlikely title uh, favorites this year. So I'm going to go with them, and I'm going to say they're going to win 2-0. Hope, what do you think? Um, yeah, as much as it pains me to say this, I think Manchester United are coming with the win. Um, I think... I think the com like the the head to head of United's defenders versus uh, Arsenal's attackers can come up with like some some funny moments. So I think Arsenal might get a goal out of this. Um, but considering Arsenal just got rid of like a metric fuck ton of players, especially defensive players like Saliba, Ozil. Well, no, he's not defensive, but like Socrates, Mustafi, Torreira, and yet who's staying is David Luiz. You're letting in goals, so I think United's winning three-one. What do you, as a Chelsea fan, know about David Luiz? Ha ha ha! Very ha, little ha, because ha. he was a different player every time he stepped on the pitch. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't expecting a nicely, anal- highly analytical answer. Yeah, but that was a good one. Yeah. So this one's hard to call. Like we've always called goals in big games, and they they never happen. Though there could be more here. Arsenal has been not been great this season. Man U has been really good on the counter. I'm, I'm going to call it a 2-1 win for Man U, but I don't know. Something about this is a nil-nil. So that'll be my, oh, see, I am smart if they, if they draw a nil-nil. And when we started this podcast, we didn't want to talk about the big teams all the time. Sometimes it feels like we are. So I deliberately picked near the bottom of the table here. We've got West Brom and Fulham. 
Nick, since you like a team on the bottom of the table, like me, why don't, why don't you take a first shot at this? When we started this podcast, we really tried to, you know, make a point of starting a podcast. And we also tried to make a point of not always talking about the big teams because, you know, they get way too much coverage. Um, and, you know, I think it, 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 it's, it's on minnows like us to discuss minnows like them. And uh, in this matchup of minnows, um, I think, I think I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, I'm going to say West Brom is going to take it. And I think this is going to be one of the more exciting matches on the weekend that nobody's going to watch. And I think uh, big Sam is, is coming in there with his influence and it takes a few games for him to, uh, you know, inject his, his philosophy into the squad. And I think it's, it's time it's going to take hold. And I think that West Brom is going to take this in a, a big one nil thriller. Okay. We've got Chelsea rivals or local rivals anyway, Fulham. What do you think? Hope? Um, th- I mean, this is, this has the potential to be a super fun match to me. I think Fulham have looked absolutely awesome in the two games I watched when they played Chelsea and then when they played Manchester United, it would Fulham should have came away with the win when they played Manchester United. Um, I think Fulham's super attacking and West Brom are going to, are, are going to try to play pragmatically, but I think Fulham are, are, are on a better role than their recent record suggests. I think Fulham wins two nil. Okay. Two nil for this cheek has looked awesome since he's come back from, from not playing against Chelsea. Yeah, and, and this game could be really interesting. It has the potential because it's a six-pointer, essentially. Both these teams are are off uh, a few points. I, I think Fulham's like – I forget because I just know Fulham is like seven points behind Newcastle, and that, considering Newcastle have not won in eight games, they've got two from 24 possible points. They're, they're really – that seven points feels like they're breathing down the, our necks. Um can Allardyce get his first win to help save West Brom? Hmm, I don't know. I I think maybe Fulham. I'm gonna call this a, a one-one. Cause um yeah, Fulham have been looking good attacking, but West Brom, you know, they're gonna be out to frustrate and organize. It could be a nil-nil, but I'm gonna hope for a one-one. And our final game this week, we have Leicester versus Leeds. So this one seems like it could be very exciting. Got a lot of attacking talent there. Uh, a lot of, um, I mean, Leeds are aggressive as hell. Uh, Hope, what do you think? Yeah, you're right. This this game screams goals fest to me. Leeds are Leeds are going to let in goals, right? But like they're. They're such an aggressive team on attack. I think they and and earlier in the season didn't these two teams didn't these two teams play each other earlier in the season already? And it was a, a it was a high scoring match as well. I don't remember. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, no this this match screams uh, this match screams goal fest to me. Uh, so I think it's a two two draw. Uh, yeah, two two draw off the back of the pride of the MLS, Jack Harrison. So, yeah, you were right. The previous result was 4-1 Leicester. Oh, okay. So I'm, uh, you can change it if you want, or you can Leeds. keep with the 2-2. Sorry? No, I'm going to stick with the... <laughs> it doesn't All sound right. good for Leeds, but I'm going to stick with the 
Okay, what do you think, Nick? So usually my cop-out when it comes to Leicester matches is to say Jamie Vardy is going to score twice and Leicester is going to come away with the win. But since Jamie Vardy is actually out now uh, with injury for a few weeks uh, and he won't be taking part in this game, I think Leicester is going to have you know a tough time uh, creating. I think they're going to have a tough time finishing. Uh, Kelechi Iheanacho, you know, maybe this is his time to step up in Vardy's absence. But I think that Leeds is going to take advantage of a Leicester side that is going to be missing their their talisman, frankly. And uh, Leeds is going to come away with a big uh, 2-1 win. My boy Patrick Bamford is going to fill the striking boots uh, and uh, the attention on the forwards is going to fill the void left by Vardy and he's going to score twice. I, I can't really pick one way or the other, but I've got to make a prediction. Both of you made good arguments. Uh, you picked a draw, Hope. Nick, you picked a Leeds win. I'm going to pick your score line in the opposite direction. I'm going to say Leicester are going to take it 2-1. And there we go. We don't have a fully updated table from last week, but I can't tell you, it will change because both Adian and Nick Yell took really big chance in terms of deciding to not predict any results. So they, Nick is going to stay at the bottom of the table and Addy is definitely going to slip from first place. And we'll see how that turns out next week. Can't take weeks off on our predictions. It's fast, it's furious, it's constant. Our predictions is a full Premier League season. You know, games week in, week out. We have cups, we got Europe. There's, there's, you know, there's friendlies mixed in there. Uh, community shields every so often. And uh, so, yeah, it's what happens when you take a week off? You slip, you slide, you tumble, and you fall. So why don't you tumble all the way down to Apple Podcasts, a Podbean, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, give us a follow. Listen to some episodes. Maybe we'll do more of these pop culture things. We had a lot of fun. It was really spur of the moment. It's just some dumb thing I used to do. So let us know if you like more of those. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok, I think. And I love you personally, deeply. My girlfriend's in the other room, oh God. But I love you, listener. I love you so much. Nick, you can edit that so it doesn't sound so desperate, right? No, no, no. That's staying in. Sounds great. It was good? Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.